friends, and welcome back to Doable Discipleship, a Saddleback Church podcast designed to help you deepen your faith, or as we like to say, the show that helps you grow. My name is Jason, and I am joined today by my good friend, Dr. Heather Kova. I know, do you like that I started with Dr. Heather Kova? It just adds more pressure. It just adds more <laughs> adds more pressure. Um, Heather um, leads our small groups uh, team here at uh, the Saddleback Lake Forest campus, and uh, I asked her to come on today to join our summer book series. This is uh, week three in our summer book series. So, Heather, what yes. book did you bring for our book yeah, series today? Yeah, thank you so much for the invitation. So, the book that I brought is by Brother Lawrence called The Practice of the Presence of God. That's great. Okay. Christian classic. Christian classic. Exactly what we were looking for. So give us a quick overview of the book. What is it about and uh, why did you choose it? Yeah. Well, first of all, Brother Lawrence was, um, he joined a monastery back in the 17th century. Um, he was- Right a, in your time frame that you love to Actually, spend I, was, time. I studied 18th century. 18th century. So he's okay. A, okay. Little You're early, a little early. <laughs> but, you know, I'll, I'll give or take. Um, so he was a soldier and then joined this monastery. He was a layman, so he wasn't educated. Um, so his jobs around the monastery was to be in the kitchen uh, due to some injuries he had that he, um, as a soldier, received, or I guess that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he um, yeah sustained some injuries from being a soldier, and so the kitchen work I think took a toll on his body. Or at least that's what they say. And then he became a cobbler, but mm-hmm. he had very mundane tasks around the monastery. And but for him, he found such peace and joy and contentment in being in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. So the book actually, um, he didn't set out to write this book. This was a collection that a colleague of his put together Mm -hmm. based on some conversations that they had had and then 15 letters that Brother Lawrence had written to other people talking about how he had this practice of being in the presence of God Mm. in the kitchen or repairing shoes. Mm. I love that. It's it's just the idea of taking the things that you do, the, you know, Mm -hmm. seemingly mundane things, but that you can do so in the presence of God. And it's just the idea of taking your daily Mm -hmm. stuff. Yep. And doing it with God. Yeah, and having that awareness that he's always present. Mm. That's, I think, the key from this book is he talks about that um, it's it's conversations, it's being remindful. So even if he's reading scriptures, he, in one of his letters he talks about when he's reading scripture, he pauses for a moment to just give gratitude for God, to remember why he's even reading the passage and stops to, and I thought that's one thing that had struck me when I first read this book a long time ago, um, was sometimes I can just read scripture to read from beginning to end, and I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to gain that head knowledge, and I don't always stop to pause to reflect that God's present as I'm reading his word, and he's communicating to me through it. It's not just for my my academic knowledge. It's Mm -hmm. for him in his relationship with me. I love it. So when did you first read this book and what impact did it have on you? Yeah, when you so first read I'm it? pretty sure the first time I remember this book on my parents' bookshelf growing up. And mm-hmm. so I don't think I read it, though, prior to being in college. So I was studying um, for my bachelor's in religion and philosophy. And mm-hmm. I think it was a spiritual disciplines class that I read it. And I remember being really struck because at the time I was, and I still struggle with this. I am, uh, for those that like Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram three. I'm an achiever. We just talked about Enneagram with Doug in last week's episode because he's a one. We were talking about that. Well, three, (laughs) that's why I think this book is so incredible for me. 
Um, as a three, I like to achieve. I find my worth in achievement. And so I even approached my faith like that, that I had this checklist that I could achieve. And I grew up in the church. And so anytime those doors were open and I could get gold stars for being <laughs> in the kids choir, the VBS leader, the, the Sunday school leader, whatever it was. Answering all the questions. Yes, all the questions, <laughs> by the way, always good answers, Jesus. Um, but that is what I thought faith was, was just this checklist of things that I could do, I could achieve. And so this book really, I remember it stopped me in my tracks a little bit because I wanted, okay, this academic book on how do I practice the presence of God and brother Lawrence makes it very, very simple. And just, there is nothing to do. It's just as it's a remembering that God is present. It's taking those moments to stop that the head knowledge isn't going to seep into my heart unless I'm present with him. And so I remember reading it. I, I don't remember exactly where I was, but I just remember there was this moment of, I think I'm doing this a little wrong, <laughs> but I couldn't figure out how to do it. So yeah. I really, when I read it the first time, it stopped me in my tracks, but I don't think it really made sense to me until much later. Mm. It, yeah, it, se it seems like it it um, shockingly meets you where you are. Mm. And you're, mm -hmm. you know, not necessarily prepared for it because mm -hmm. you're like, wait a second. It's like you're describing my life, doing the dishes, yes, um, you know, doing the laundry, folding, the, you know, whatever it is, yep. all the little things. Mm -hmm. And and you're showing me how I'm not doing this in the best way that I can or, or, or that there's a better way. And it's almost yep. like jarring yes. in that sense. Yes, for sure. For sure. That was my, definitely my experience first go around. Okay, so first go around. So let's then fast forward yeah. to um, a little bit more recently. Yep. When did you last read it? Um, I last read it about a year ago, but I think um, I, about four years ago, actually five now, um, I started to make this an annual practice. Oh, cool. So five years ago, um, I found myself in a dark valley. It was one mm. of those places that the Lord, I just felt like was taking everything away from me. Mm. Um, I was experiencing the deepest pain of my life. Things were hard. Um, I, I switched job. I mean, there were just, there were so many things yeah. happening. And really it was in that very sweet moment where God, because he just, he stripped away all distractions, the only thing I had left was his presence. Mm -hmm. And so this book came back. I remember I was sitting um, probably in a puddle of tears at some point, and the book on my bookshelf caught my eye. And I just picked it up, and it felt so refreshing to me. And feeling that in this moment of despair, in this season of despair, this is the book that helped find joy again, that in this there was joy that God stripped away everything because I had precious time with just him. And so as I came back to this book um, five years ago, I did kind of make a, a commitment that I'd bring it back every year. So in January, I bring it back to just remind me because I'm not always great at practicing the presence of God. <laughs> I have, Again, I go into my achievement. I go into my self-sufficiency. Yeah. And it's those, those moments when, oh, Lord, like as I, I wash dishes, let me be present with you. And because he cares about that. He cares that I care about clean dishes. Mm. That matters to him. <laughs> Well, and that's a good note about this book is it mm. seems like it's a book for all seasons. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And, and no matter where you find yourself, mm -hmm. no matter what season you're in, mm -hmm. you can be so, and God wants you to be so yep. in his presence. Yep. And um, how you use that and how you thought about it and, and noticed it is it's a great example. It's a great encouragement for mm. other people who may pick up this book that 
you may pick up this book in whatever season you're in. Yeah. Great. And then, as you said, come back to it. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it almost encouraged you to check it out in a different season and see how it speaks to you a little bit differently. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the things um, he talks about that in one of the letters, I think it's one of the letters, he talks about the different um, characteristics of God. And so when he's practicing the presence of God, there's times when initially he thought he saw God as judge. Mm -hmm. And then he likes where he sits, where he finds the greatest joy is when he thinks about the father child relationship. And um, I actually was just away this last weekend in some time of solitude. Mm -hmm. And I was reminded again of how desperately I need that rhythm in my life too, (laughs) that, um, I needed to just get away to do some thinking for work here, but I, at home there's distractions and when I'm in my office, there's distractions. And so, <laughs> um, but it was in these moments that I knew the Lord was present. I knew like, I had that awareness. And then there was, um, in the afternoon, I could hear a father daughter playing outside. Mm. And at first it reminded me of my own father. And so he had, he's passed. So I got a little emotional over that, yeah. but then I was flooded with, with just sensing God's presence that I have this playful relationship with him. I could hear the dad outside encouraging the daughter. I couldn't see them, but I think that they were running um, sprints or something. And the dad's like, you can do it just a little bit faster. And and then you hear the daughter saying, I can't, dad, I can't. And the dad coming in with, you can, I believe in you. <laughs> and then she does it and you can hear the laughter at the end. And there was just this clear passage, a message to me that that is the relationship I want. And practicing the presence of God helps me stay in that child, that daughter-father relationship with him, that he is there to encourage, he's there to cheer, he's there to make me laugh. Um, And he cares about the smallest little things of my day. How does the word practicing Mm. in the title um, change or impact how you think about this? And how has it impacted for you how you think about the book? Totally. So I know, my head knows that God's always present with me. Yeah. The practice is me. The practice is me remembering that. The practice is me reminding myself, turning my attention back to the Father. Um, the practice is, um, I know during the, the stay-at-home orders during COVID, there yeah. was this funny season where I started, I think, you know, people were baking banana bread and <laughs> sourdough bread. Yeah. So I started sprouting. And okay. sprouts need, like, their daily rinse of water. And so there's this moment where there's, like you're being present with your sprouts and you're, you have to rinse them for so long and shake them around. Anyway, very mundane. But it became this practice that I had to care for these little sprouts. Um, and it became this rhythm of, I, it took me, I don't know, five minutes each morning. But I was in the moment of rinsing my sprouts, just reminding myself, God is present. He cares about me. That, um, And I could, you know, my brain could go down the path of what am I sprouting? What is God sprouting in my life? But that wasn't necessarily the point. <laughs> the point was more that it was an intentional practice, those five minutes of just using that time to praise and adore God. Um, and so for me, the, the practice is finding those things in my day because I will get distracted and I go back to thinking about whatever, my husband, my family, work, yeah. and I forget that God's right there with me caring deeply about what is concerning me. Mm. Um, and so what are those pieces in my life? So a, a quiet time in the morning is part of the practice of the presence. Um, I have two chairs, I call it my Jesus chair, and I just have a visual that Jesus is sitting yeah. right there with me. And so throughout the day, anytime I see those two chairs, it's a reminder that yep, Jesus is there waiting for me 
Um, so it, the, for me, it's the practice is that consistency to keep looking for me to like, it's almost like there's so many moments in the day. And if I can string more and more together mm. of being aware of God's presence, the better. I wanted to go back to something that yeah. you said, which was, I think, um, a helpful note for people. Because you said, because you were talking about the sprouts, mm. and you talked about um, how I could have gone down a path of trying to think about what am I sprouting in my life? Mm. And, that, and I think that's something that mm. we're often encouraged to do or yep. taught to do yep. is is always geared towards those application questions. Yes. And there is a huge important part of application yes. and in taking these things in, into mm-hmm. account. However, mm-hmm. there is an, another important part mm-hmm. um, where it's not focused on the, okay, how does this apply? What mm-hmm. am I doing with this? Where does this lead? Instead, it's just being yes can you talk a little bit about Mm -hmm. um um the the importance of recognizing those times as you were just saying with your jesus chairs Mm -hmm. where it's just being it's just it's just being in the presence of god is just enjoying being together you're not always looking at growing yeah you're not all now you know unintentional you know um, unconsciously, there is growth that happens right. because right. the spirit is always working right. in you. However, um, you don't always, 100% of the time, have to be consciously making an effort yep. at growth. True. And so, when, so how does this book, mm-hmm. I should say, encourage that element mm-hmm. of just being? Well, one of the things he says, um, this is a quote from the book. My friend says that by dwelling in the presence of God, he has established established such a sweet communion with the Lord that his spirit abides without much effort in the restful peace of God. In this center of rest, he is filled with a faith that equips him to handle everything that comes into his life. And I think the point with that is that when we are abiding in his spirit, it doesn't matter what's going to come next, that we just, because of who we are, because of who he says we are, because of who he is, and when we're abiding with him, that's where that sweetness really lies. Um, I think I answered your question. Yeah. Um, I think that's really where, and that, again, as an as Enneagram 3 is so hard for me because I like the checklist of achievement. <laughs> and so for me to just simply be, and a lot of times like in those Jesus chairs, I don't often have an agenda. I don't have a, I don't know, I just need to come and sit with you and know that you're close right now. And then there's a lot of times that'll come and Jesus, I feel like Jesus will say like, I'm here, what do you want to talk about? And that just starts the conversation. I think there can be a sweetness Mm. in the idea of just being with God and not Mm -hmm. even just, not even thinking about, you know, I have to be talking to God or I have Mm -hmm. to be thinking about, but just knowing that, hey, God is sitting here with me. I had this moment last night that that this is is reminding me Mm -hmm. of. Our kids had gone to bed and we in the house was quiet. Mm. <laughs> the house is never quiet uh, <laughs> and, until the kids are, <laughs> are asleep. Um, and I was just sitting, I was sitting on the couch reading a book mm-hmm. and my wife was sitting in um, the chair right next to the couch reading or um, working on something on uh, or, or, or whatnot, reading or whatever it was. And I would, and we weren't talking, we were just being. Mm. And mm-hmm. And I just, I had a moment last night where I was thinking about it. Like, mm. it's nice that we, that you, you, uh, that she's right here next to me. Yes. 
We don't have to be talking. Yeah. We can just be mm-hmm. be together. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think about this, this mm-hmm. idea of what I also could have thought about, and I didn't at the time, but what I could have thought about was, oh, and right next to me over here has got, you know, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and we're just being together. Yeah. yeah. And I think there's a sweetness, as, mm-hmm. I, as I was saying, in that reminder, in yeah. that in that acknowledgement mm-hmm. that God is with us. Yes. That God is is happy being content with mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. No matter where we're at. Yeah. And I think like Brother Lawrence talks about that the first 10 years after he became a Christian, he struggled because he was so still in his flesh and thinking about his own sin and, and had mm-hmm. a relationship with kind of God as judge. But it wasn't until he had this turning point really being being in the presence, being okay, that, yeah, we still sin. He's still going to sin, but God still wants to be with us. He still is so proud of us. He still loves us so much, even though we're still flawed creatures. At least I am. (laughs) (laughs) I think we can all say that we are, or at least I hope we can. Um, I I wanted to touch quickly, too. Uh, There was, as we were talking about the things that you can do mm-hmm. and do so in the presence of God. In the case of this book, we were talking about doing chores, doing things mm-hmm. around the house and the idea of doing them in the presence mm-hmm. of God. Mm-hmm. When we start thinking of it in that way, mm-hmm. what we can fall into is I'm going to do this for God. So yeah. I'm going to do it the best. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it with my whole excellence because mm-hmm. I'm doing it for God. You know, mm-hmm. we talk about this idea uh, of doing everything for God, doing mm-hmm. work for God. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that, mm-hmm. but it can be warped a little bit. Sure. So can you talk a little bit about the idea that it's not, you know, especially as a three, as yep. an achiever, yep. Yep. is we can find ourselves saying, I'm going to do this the best for God. Yeah. And that's not, that's missing the point. <laughs> Absolutely. And and Brother Lawrence talks about, like, I think that he, in his day-to-day work in the kitchen, I mean, I, like, I'm not, I like to cook. I don't really like to clean. So I think his part <laughs> of the kitchen was the cleaning. Uh-huh. Um, maybe he cooked too. But I like thinking about that when he talked about that, yeah, he was going to do his best dishwashing for God. But when he finally, like, I think landed in this place of presence, um, he, and what I think I've experienced is that these are the places then where, where simply, because of my love for God, because he brings me joy, because I can be content in regard with anything that I'm doing. Um, it doesn't always have to be about him. He's just taking delight in me doing the dishes. That's mm. enough for him. Yeah. I'm the one that complicates it to say, <laughs> I need to do this for a reason. He's yeah. just like, let's just do dishes together. I remember mm. there was in that dark valley there were places where I would do a lot of the work. And I, I was going through Celebrate Recovery at the time, going through a step study, and I was in it to win it. And so I was digging deep and writing out all the answers to every question. Yeah. And and I remember there was a day that I had spent a good chunk of the day doing this, and I just felt tired but felt mm-hmm. like I needed to keep going. And I remember God just saying, let's just enjoy each other. And so we ended up watching um, The Real Housewives of Orange County, I will confess. <laughs> and But he was, I that moment was so profound because he enjoys that I just enjoyed that. And there yeah. was a little bit of like, well, their life's crazy. Mine doesn't feel so bad. <laughs> but, um, but he wants to go to the movies with me. He wants to wash mm. the car with me. He wants yeah. to, he enjoys and takes delight when I get to just 
be and be in the fullness of who I am and his love. Mm, I love that. So you've shared a few passages, mm-hmm. a few parts of the book with us. Is there one, is there a part, a, a sentence, a passage that just really screams out to you every time? Maybe it's one that you've already read. And if so, we'd love to hear it again. If, if it's a different one, hit us with it. Yeah, so the one passage I think that does, I I tend to come back to. So it says, I honestly cannot understand how people who claim to love the Lord can be content without practicing his presence. My preference is to retire with him to the deepest part of my soul as often as possible. When I am with him there, nothing frightens me, but the slightest aversion away from him is painful to me. And I think that first line, I honestly cannot understand how people who claim to love the Lord can be content without practicing his, practicing his presence always does convict me a little bit of, mm-hmm. I, am, I claim to be a Christ follower. I want to follow Jesus. And yet, am I, um, but am I, where is my practice of being in God's presence? And I love just the line that, that my preference is to retire with him to the deepest part of my soul as often as possible. Um, I think when I, I go away for solitude, those are those moments that I build into a rhythm, but I don't have to go away to find that. It can just mm-hmm. be driving to work. It can yeah. be like, I think the, the deepest part of me longs for contentment, for, for um, to know that I am worthy. And again, that's my shadow side of the three, but, yeah. but I am worthy because I'm daughter of a king and he takes such delight in me. And that, like that soul, that part that I want to cling to, um, I feel like that's God's invitation to me. When I feel that deepest part of my soul longing to be with him, I really believe that is him calling me, just come spend time with me, come, whatever it's going to be, just come and be in my presence. I get this picture of like, it's almost the stereotypical picture of an older couple, Mm. you know, who's, you know, might be, you know, maybe... I've been married for like 50 years and they're just can't imagine being apart, being with somebody, you know, not doing the things of life together, whether Mm -hmm. it's sitting down at the table, each of them doing a crossword or just, you know, on the couch or just going for a walk and you're just together. Not much has to always be said. Right. You're just being together. Right. Like I think about the first, 10 minutes of up, (laughs) (laughs) right? (laughs) (laughs) Not the rest of that, but, um, and it's just that I, it's just that, just that warmth, Mm -hmm. that comfort. Mm -hmm. And that's the type of relationship Mm -hmm. that God offers that he wants to have with us. And having that reminder, because we find ourselves always so, you know, just thrown into the busyness, the Mm -hmm. chaos of, Mm -hmm. of always trying to do the toil, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, But just that reminder that, that God loves just being mm. with you. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I love that idea. So um, as we put a bow on this yeah. uh, episode, give us your best pitch to our listeners. Why should they check out this book? Um, it's a short book. It's a and very as you said, short it's, book. It's, a, it's really a compilation of, of some letters and whatnot. Yep. But, but what is your best pitch for listeners to pick this book up for yeah. a summer read? Yeah. So I would say um, don't pick this book up if, <laughs> if you're looking for a how-to. Mm. Um, what this book for me does is it, Brother Lawrence paints a picture of what 
constant presence with God looks like and what it did for him in his life. Um, he doesn't always explain the hows. You get bits of it. There are pieces strung through it, but um, I think I would pick it up. One, it is a short read. Um, he the Some of the letters where he's writing to someone and he'll kind of, that you get a glimpse of what the person maybe wrote to him first that he's responding to. And so you get different slices of people, um, people that are in pain, people that are hurting or just wanting to know about his life. Yeah. Um, and I think it's in that that he gives us, the again, these simple pictures that it doesn't have to be complicated. Um, I think that for a summer read too, uh, it's not a complicated read. And I think that we'll, a reader will come away with just this idea that um, there's more to being a Christian than what we do at church on Sunday or being in our small groups or or where we're serving. It's it's all those in-between moments that I have have found the greatest joy, the greatest contentment, the greatest peace is just being in God's presence. And I think, brother, for me, his book continues to just inspire me mm. towards more and more presence with God, awareness of his presence. I know he's always with me, but it's me, the yeah, practice yeah. of being mindful that he's always with me. Yeah, love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing the book My with pleasure. us. So uh, we will have links to get this book in the show notes and description, so make sure to check that out. And uh, yeah, I, I hope that you like it. If you have read any of the books that we've been talking about in the summer book series, let us know. You can write to us at maturity at And we would love to hear your thoughts about any of the books that we've been talking about. We'll be back with another new episode next week. I think we're going to be taking a, a one week break from the summer book series to do something special next week. And then we'll pick up the summer book series uh, after that. So friends, we love you. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back with you next week. If you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. You can also listen to these episodes on YouTube. Just subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you are already listening to us on YouTube, subscribe to the Doable Discipleship Podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Don't forget to visit saddleback.com slash doable to check out all of our previous episodes and go to saddleback.com slash grow to find spiritual growth resources and view a calendar of upcoming events lastly you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com send us your thoughts send us your questions your bible questions your life questions whatever who knows your question might just inspire an upcoming episode thanks again for tuning in to doable discipleship i'm jason whelan and i hope you'll join us again next week